are listening to TKO on CFI Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? It's your girl, Jonan, right here. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. (sighs) Man, I'm just so happy to be here today. I mean... Okay, we have some exciting things coming up for TKO, you know, during the upcoming weeks. I'm not going to tell you what the good news is. You better tune in, you know, next week, the week after. I mean, depending on uh, what's actually going to happen. Listen, I'm not going to tell you what this good news for TKO is, you know, this good event for TKO is, but... All I'm going to say is that you guys need to tune in next week and the week after because we have a fantastic show coming up for y'all during the upcoming week. So make sure that you tune in. Okay, I'm sorry that I can't really reveal, you know, too much about this good thing that's going to happen on TKO. But, you know, okay, if you're a diehard fan, if you're a diehard, um, you know, fight fan, and especially MMA fan, and you're listening to TKO, I mean, I would definitely, definitely recommend that you listen to her upcoming episodes. And, um, you know, I'm also happy because, um, you know, not not because of that um, good thing that's coming up on TKO, but also because of International Fight Week. Holla! Yes, it is coming up in a couple of weeks. I believe, um, you know, towards the beginning of July, and we're not only talking UFC events, we're talking Bellator, we're talking so many good events, you know, we have, um, you know, Bellator um, 180 coming up towards the end um, of this month, which is going to happen in Madison Square Garden, it's going to be Bellator's first ever pay-per-view event, so make sure you guys tune into that, that's going to be an amazing card to watch, we have so many big names fighting in that card, so make sure you catch that, uh, you know, catch that card. Also, during uh, International Fight Week, just like we already said in our previous episode, there's going to be, there's not only going to be only one um, UFC card over the weekend, just like how, just like how it is, um, you know, throughout the year, there's going to be multiple fight cards throughout the International Fight Week. So make sure you keep an eye out for those. So that's going to be pretty exciting. And man, today what we have for you is uh, we're going to analyze the, you know, uh, the main event and uh, a few other fights that happen on um, UFC Fight Night 110 or should I say UFC Auckland. Um, it happened in New Zealand, headlined by Mark Hunt versus Derek Lewis. It was pretty good. I mean, um, if you consider all the... Uh, all the fighting time throughout the main card of this fight card. It it didn't even take um, 20 minutes because we had so many finishes um, on the main card. So, I mean, it was so exciting to watch. So, we're we're definitely going to be breaking down those fights. Also, today... Do you remember how during our uh, previous episodes uh, I mentioned that we're going to talk about boxing because we have so many great boxing matches coming up in the um, upcoming months and weeks? Well, today is a day, my friends. Today we're going to be breaking down, or should I say previewing the fight, the upcoming fight between Andre Ward and Sergey 
Kovalev. Yes, this is going to be a rematch between Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev. And I'm pretty excited to talk about this one. So make sure you tune in. Know to this episode to uh, listen to me breaking down uh, what's going to happen during this fight. I mean, what my predictions are, what I really thought about their first fight, and yeah, also what else do we have for today? Today, oh, uh, just like I said, there's so many things going on. So we also have the UFC Fight Night. 111 UFC Fight Night 111, which is going to happen in Singapore. Um, and it is um, headlined by Holly Holm and Beige Kohea. So do not go anywhere. We have a fantastic show ahead of us today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay, beginning with UFC Auckland. So last episode, we previewed the fight. Uh, I mean, this is the third last event on the main card. We previewed the, um, the fight between um, Dan Hooker and Ross Pearson. We talked about how Ross Pearson is a fantastic striker. And, um, you know, just go, uh, looking through statistics, we said that Dan Hooker, you know, has a high chance of um, submitting um, Ross Pearson because he's a, he seems to be a good grappler overall. So this fight starts and, you know, you know, this fight's happening in New Zealand, obviously, and we said that Dan Hooker is from New Zealand. So, you know, the crowd was rooting for Dan Hooker. But the thing is, I mean, I don't know what was going through Dan Hooker's mind, but he was just he was just there not doing anything in the first round. He, you know, he he was obviously uh, he had his stance and he, he had his guard on, but he wasn't necessarily doing anything effective. And um, Ross Pearson, on the other hand, she, he was constantly throwing shots, you know, so many significant shots, actually. And um, he was trying to, you know, basically duck away from um any attempts that were um, trying to be, um, you know, done on him uh, by Dan Hooker. So Ross Pearson was throwing shots. He was throwing leg kicks. And Dan Hooker, on the other hand, he wasn't really doing anything. And uh, I'm not going to lie, um, a few of um, Ross Pearson's shots did connect to Dan Hooker. And, I mean, go- if you're just um, going through the, uh, the, the scorecards, I would personally give this round, the first round, to Ross Pearson because he was definitely more active, more dynamic, and he was throwing more um, significant shots. Now, let's get to the second round. I mean, I don't know what happened during, you know, at Dan, Dan Hooker's corner, but at the beginning of the second round, things just started to change. It looked like Ross Pearson started to, you know, gas out a little bit. And Dan Hooker, on the other hand, he probably saw that in Ross Pearson and he started to throw, uh, you know, a little bit more and more and more. And he started increasing the volumes of his shots. And um, he initially started with um, just leading with that, um, you know, that constant jab. And he was constantly throwing that jab towards um, Ross Pearson. And and uh, it was just so weird to watch because you saw, you already saw Ross Pearson doing so well in the very first round. But now you're seeing him every single shot that Dan Hooker is throwing. You know, it, it, Ross Pearson is, is absorbing them and his head is constantly being snapped back, snapped back because he's actually absorbing every single thing. But the thing is, Ross Pearson is so tough that he's not even, you know, he's absorbing those shots, but he's not really rocked from those shots. So, you know, that's towards the beginning of the uh, of the second round. So this thing continues and um, Ross Pearson kind of, you know, realizes what's happening and he starts throwing counter punches and he kind of realizes what's the situation he's in so 
Uh, at this point of the fight, both guys are being dynamic and just um, throwing shots back and forth, back and forth. Until towards the middle of the second round, Ross Pearson throws a big left hand and it, it, Dan Hooker absorbs that shot. But while Ross Pearson was throwing that shot, he almost fainted. Like he just almost went down a little bit. So he wasn't, um, you know, standing erect. He When he threw that shot, he kind of bended over. And Dan Hooker threw a flying knee and boom, there you have it. Ross Pearson drops down cold to the canvas. It is all over. Dan Hooker just knocked out Ross Pearson. And I mean... It was just perfect timing. The shot was extremely accurate. I don't even know if it was a fluke or what it was, but the shot that Dan Hooker threw, the flying knee that he threw, it was just perfect. It was on point. And, uh, I mean, he definitely deserves this, um, you know, performance of a night um, bonus that he got towards um, towards the end of the fight. So good for him. Good for Dan Hooker. And uh, much respect to Ross Pearson because you definitely need to be really tough to survive against all of those shots and not even, you know, drop. Okay, anyways, moving on to the co-main event of the evening, we have um, Derek Lewis, or excuse me, we have Derek Brunson. Man, I always confuse these two. Derek Brunson fighting Dan Kelly. So the fight starts, you know, uh, Derek Brunson is just so cautious because he doesn't want to throw something and he, he, you know, he doesn't want to throw something unnecessary so that Dan um, Kelly um, uses that opportunity to take him to the ground and because Dan Kelly just like we said in our previous episode is a phenomenal wrestler so uh, Derek Brunson doesn't want to do anything um, out of line and neither does Dan Kelly he he's also very cautious of um, Derek Brunson because um, Derek Brunson like when you throw a shot at Derek Brunson he will kind of duck it away and he will come actually he would just charge towards you and you wouldn't even know what what happened and by the time you realize what happened you're already on the canvas just knocked out cold you know what i'm saying so that's the type of person that dan kelly is dealing with in this case so the fight starts both of these guys aren't really dynamic they're just um you know trying to throw a few shots but the shots aren't necessarily landing on either one so they're just kind of circling around the octagon and then out of nowhere ladies and gentlemen in the very first round Derek Brunson throws one big right hand and it connects towards um, Dan Kelly's temple and Dan Kelly drops down to the canvas cold and um, Derek Brunson just jumps at him and he starts throwing ground and pounds and it is all over the referee stops the fight therefore it is well, I mean, it was a knockout, but more like a TKO. I can't really tell because he did. Dan Kelly definitely did get knocked out, you know, in a, in an instant. But, I mean, oh, well. He he just lost. Okay, let's just <laughs> keep it that way. Oh, well. So, yeah. Best of luck to Dan Kelly. I mean, hopefully he comes back because he's a great fighter. And, man, good luck to Derek Brunson because... This fight, this performance definitely puts him ahead of his, um, um, uh, the people who are uh, ranked in the division with him. So good for him. Hopefully he gets a really good fight after this one. Yeah, man. Anyways, moving on to the main event of the evening. Yes, we have Mark Hunt, the New Zealand native Mark Hunt fighting Derek Lewis for a heavyweight bout and this fight, just like we already said, 
I told you guys, no one is leaving this bout without finishing the other guy. We don't even know who that person is, but this fight will not go to decision because both of these guys are, these guys are huge and their shots are deadly, deadly, deadly. So, I mean, that's the fight that everybody was looking forward to. And here we go. So the fight starts. Derek Brunson, excuse me, Derek Lewis. Oh, man. Derek Lewis is um, towards, uh, you know, in the in the f- first few rounds, he is the one who's being dynamic. He's throwing, he's trying to throw a few shots, a few hand shots, but mostly he's trying to throw kicks because, um, you know, to, uh, if you look at Mark Hunt's uh, recent fights, He's shown that he's um, kind of weak towards um, low kicks. So whenever his opponents do throw leg kicks, his knees just kind of bend and he's not really tough towards them. So Derek Brunson tried to do those um, to Mark Hunt. And not only low kicks, he tried, um, you know, high kicks. He tried to kick Mark Hunt uh, in the head. But Mark Hunt was actually kind of fast, which is um, quite fascinating. You know, Mark Hunt, you know, before this, I hadn't really seen him. Um, try to escape from shots and um, you know uh, dock the shots, but this time around he was he was fighting extremely smart. Mark Hunt was fighting super smart. He was um, you know trying to dodge away from those shots and he was trying to basically defend himself properly. And so even though Derek uh, Derek Lewis was throwing uh, all of those kicks, but Mark Hunt, um, you know the, a few of them did connect to Mark Hunt's body, but they did not at all rock Mark Hunt a little bit. So, you know, Derek Brunt, <sighs> Derek Lewis, man, Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis. Okay. Okay. I got this. Derek Lewis was throwing so many shots. And I mean, as you can imagine, these guys are heavyweights. When you're expending that much energy, you're going to get gassed out. And that's exactly what happened to Derek Lewis. So Derek Lewis got gassed out and, uh, you know, he was, um, because he was gassed out, he couldn't really charge forward as much. And so towards the third and the fourth round, uh, he was just automatically, I feel like his own body was almost defeating himself because he was getting so physically exhausted. And even though Mark Hunt, I mean, he was throwing a few shots. Mark Hunt was throwing a few shots, a few hand shots, a few, um, you know, good uh, right hands. But I mean, there weren't that... Effective, you could say it was mostly because Derek Lewis was exhausted himself that he kept being pushed towards the fence and he couldn't really do anything. He couldn't really throw any counter punches towards Mark Hunt. And then towards, um, you know, um, the beginning of the fourth round, we have Mark Hunt starting to throw, just throw, almost throwing a flurry towards uh, Derek Lewis, and he's just going at it. And um, obviously, just like I said, because Derek Lewis is so exhausted, he can't really defend himself. And so Mark Hunt is just throwing those shots, and they're just constantly being absorbed by Derek Lewis. And um, Derek Lewis just goes into defense mode, and he just uh, he has his hands, um, you know, over his temples, and obviously the referees. It stopped this fight at this point. That's exactly what the referee did. So there you have it. Mark Hunt won this fight through TKO during the fourth round. And I'm telling you, man, because these guys are so big and because um, even though the shots that were being, uh, being thrown and absorbed by either one of these guys were in that, you know, at 100%, but there was still... 
being deadly and hurtful, I guess. So both of these guys were just completely exhausted by the end, but mostly Derek Lewis. And so, you know, big win, big, big win for Mark Hunt because, you know, just like you are, you guys already know, Mark Hunt, before this fight, his record was, um, his professional record was 12-11. Um, so with this fight, he can almost redeem himself from, um, you know, all of those losses that he's had on his record, you could say. And, um, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, what's next for Mark Hunt because this guy is such a talented fighter and he's, he's just a veteran of the sport. He's been doing this for so many years and um, I just cannot wait to see what's next for Mark Hunt. And as for Derek Lewis, man, I mean, my heart broke because... Towards the end, I mean, um, in the post-fight interview, when Derek Lewis was being interviewed, he said that that was probably his last fight. And I couldn't believe it because Derek Lewis is a phenomenal fighter. And uh, just like I said, he has deadly shots. And I feel like it's just too early for him to retire. And I'm, I feel like he shouldn't really give up like that because he just lost the fight, you know. <laughs> in his professional career you shouldn't I would say you shouldn't really behave like that you shouldn't just give up like that you should just go home try to try to rest a little bit and just come back stronger than ever but man I mean best of luck to Dirk Lewis hopefully everything turns out to be well in the end so yeah there you have that so yeah man that was that. That was UFC Fight Night 110, UFC Auckland. It was a pretty good fight card, and um, I really enjoyed watching it. So I'm just contemplating right now if we have it, if we have some time for a break. But I don't really think so because I don't want to run, run out of time. I want to thoroughly discuss everything that I have planned for today. So I mean, if you guys <laughs> don't have a problem with it, I'm just gonna straight on move on to the boxing event that I want to talk about, man, this fight. Okay, so this fight is going to be headlined by a light heavyweight championship bout between Andre Ward, the current champion, and Sergey Kovalev. Yeah, so the first fight uh, that these two guys had happened in November of um, uh, the past year. And, okay, I watched this fight. I admit, I did watch this fight, and I was extremely pumped up for it. And I did plan to talk about it here on TKO and to just break it down. But, unfortunately, it was, um, you know, uh, because uh, there were so many fights going on during that weekend. And we ha we already had so many things to talk about. So, I guess I just kind of forgot about it because it was, like, UFC 205 and, like, all of those um, Conor McGregor fights. And, I mean, come on, man. I mean, we just didn't have enough time to talk about this. But I would say this fight, when, when I think about this fight, this is probably one of the greatest fights uh, of the modern boxing era because we're talking about two of the best pound-for-pound -pound boxers of our time. And so I'm just going to talk about the first fight that these two had back in November. So... You know, back uh, back in November, before this uh, first fight happened, Sergey Kovalev was a champion. He was um, he had three titles for himself. He was doing pretty well. Sergey Kovalev, I'm telling you, he is um, famous. He's really well known for his um, power shots, and um, he's not he's not that big of a guy in terms of um, throwing a lot of shots and like body shots or just throwing a lot of volume. He's not that guy. He's one of those. He he's like. One of those, uh, okay, he has that Mike Tyson aura 
just surrounding him. So he he's known for his power. He's known for his power shots. And you better not get caught with those power shots because if you do get caught, then you're done. And Andre Ward, on the other hand, he's, he's the exact opposite of um, Sergey Kovalev. I mean, he does have power in his shots, but he's mostly known for the great volume of punches that he throws in a fight. And um, those um, usually lead him to win his fights through decision. Now, for the very first fight that these two guys had in November, you know, the fight started and um, the fight throughout the entire fight was um, almost 50 50. It wasn't like. Uh, I would personally give this fight to a specific person. It wasn't clear. It was just so close. The fight was just so extremely close. I, if it wasn't, uh, if it wasn't a championship fight, I would have given it a draw because it was just that close. But the thing is, what makes this fight, the first fight, so controversial was that. In the second round of this fight, Sergey Kovalev threw a right hand, and Andre Ward got knocked down and just like I said that's how powerful Sergey Kovalev's shots are and even though Andre Ward did go to the ground you know I would personally expect it to affect the judges scorecards but no because when when you looked at the scorecards after this fight the, the judges actually scored this card for Andre Ward, despite the fact that he was knocked down during that uh, during that round. So I was personally a bit perplexed, and um, you know I mostly watch um, MMA fights, and I'm an MMA purist. I've said this many times, but I, you know when I talk to my friends who um, who follow boxing like very closely, just like I do with MMA, they mentioned that uh, apparently volume is more important than um, you know how powerful your shots are, and um, especially body shots are really important because after that second round that Andre Ward got knocked down, you know after that round he just started throwing throwing body shots but you couldn't really tell that those shots were actually being absorbed by Sergey Kovalev but apparently uh, in the in the judges eyes they were pretty important so in the end um, the fight went to Andre Ward through unanimous decision which I really don't get I mean personally Okay, you could say that I'm a bit biased towards um, Sergey Kovalev because I, when I watched that fight, I personally gave the fight to Sergey Kovalev, no questions asked. It was a, it was just so clear, even though the fight was close. But I would have just given it to Sergey Kovalev, but no, the judges gave it to Andre Ward, and that's why there's a lot of controversy, um, you know, surrounding this um, first fight. And now, let me tell you this: they are fighting one another again this Saturday night, and. And it is going to be pretty exciting to watch. And I cannot wait to see, you know, what's going to happen with what game plan does each guy coming to the ring. And I would say for Andre Ward to be successful, he needs to do what he did before, which is to just keep on going with a great volume of shots and just keep on going, keep on going, try to basically tire out Sergey Kovalev and win the fight through decision like that. I would say Sergey Kovalev, for him to be successful, he needs to, you know, uh, step up and try to um, basically use all of that power because he has it in him. He has the skills, he has the power. Use all of that power to try and finish off Andre Ward if he wants to be successful in this fight. If he wants to get this fight, if he wants to win this fight with no questions asked, with no more controversy. He needs to finish Andre Ward. And I know if he does try to knock out Andre Ward and it doesn't work, 
you know, uh, by the by the end of that, you're going to be so gassed out and just tired. But I mean, that's the game plan that I would personally go in with if, if I was fighting Andre Ward. But overall, it's going to be a pretty exciting fight to watch. So make sure you catch that fight on Saturday night. Okay, quickly moving on to UFC fight night in Singapore. Okay, so we have... Um, uh, the former light, excuse me, the former lightweight champion um, uh, Rafael dos Anjos fighting on this card versus um, Tarek Safidin. So uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because Tarek Safidin he is fighting the former champ, so it's obviously extremely hard for him to. It's going to be extremely hard to be the dominator in this fight, especially if Rafael dos Anjos is in great condition. But Tarek Safidin he. Um, you know, he is um, really good with um, consistency and just um, preservation throughout the fight. And Rafael Dos Anjos, I would say for him to be successful in this fight, he needs to uh, just deliver and um, uh, work on his cardio and not get gassed out just like he was um, in his um, past uh, few fights. So, yeah, man, there you have that. Uh, okay, the co-main event is going to be Andre Arlovsky, the former heavyweight champion, fighting uh, Marcel. And Tabora, so this is going to be a pretty exciting fight because Andre Ward, uh, excuse me, Andre Arlovsky is a knockout artist, and uh, Marcin needs to really watch out for him. But Andre Arlovsky, he really needs to watch out for uh, Marcin's wrestling. But overall, this fight is going to be pretty interesting, especially because it's a heavyweight fight. So we all need to keep an eye out for that. Now moving on free, uh, to the main event of the evening, we have Holly Holm fighting Beach Koheya. So Holly Holm, as you guys already know, is the former bantamweight champion. However... For his for her last few fights, she has had three consecutive losses, so that just makes things so much more interesting and tricky at the same time. And in base, she also challenged Ronda Rousey for the title back in the day. However, uh, you know she was just unsuccessful. Obviously, this was. Uh, Beish Kohaya's fight with Ronda Rousey was Ronda Rousey's last win in the UFC, which is um, pretty. It just gives me chills. I mean, come on, man. You know, so these two are going to be fighting each other. And Holly Holm is a phenomenal kickboxer. And she is uh, she's a, also a former uh, boxing champion, multiple time boxing champion. So Beige Cahoyo really needs to watch out for that. And Beige Cahoyo, she has great stamina. She has great durability. She is a phenomenal wrestler. And Holly Holm, I would say for her to be successful in this fight, she needs to finish Beige Kohea if she can because that's obviously her forte. Striking is her forte, so she needs to use it. And for Beige Kohea to be successful, I would say she would need to, she would try to take down, she would have to take down Holly Holm to the ground and try to submit Holly Holm if possible because those are, uh, you know, it's been through submissions, especially in the rear naked chokes, that Holly Holm has lost her, um, uh, you know, past um, past fights in the UFC. So that's going to be all pretty interesting. And man, so make sure that you watch all of the fights that I just talked about. And I'm looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure, my friends, that you catch up with TKO online at cfre.ca. 
what else do I have for you? And make sure that you tune in next week and the week after for the good thing that we're going to have um, on TKO, the good news that I talked about, a good announcement, whatever you want to call it. But make sure that you tune in because it's going to be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure you are all going to enjoy it. So there you have that. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.